welcome to General Conference. Lovest thou me more than these? No one can worship for you. You must do your own waiting upon the Lord. God is among us. He invites us to look to him, come unto him, learn of him, and bind ourselves to him through the covenants and ordinances of his restored gospel. All things in Christ and the things of my soul are what this church, this gospel, and this people are all about. It has never been more important to seek personal peace. Unprecedented times call for unprecedented measures. We are to declare ourselves all in. sisters and welcome back to general conference review the podcast all about what the prophets seers and revelators of these last days share at general conference and we ask the important question how have we taken what we have heard in general conference and applied those principles in our lives well welcome back to our general conference review i'm kevin beamer with with me today is Todd Bruce, and this is our regular every couple of weeks podcast. And we're excited that you've tuned in. We're super excited that you're tuned in, actually. Uh, and we're going to be going over the talk, The Need for a Church, by Dallin H. Oaks, the first counselor in the first presidency from this past general conference that happened in October. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Thanks for meeting with me tonight, Todd. Appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> happy to be here. Thanks for reminding me. I, uh, I, got, I got distracted with my kids and my dog, and Kevin was like, hey, are we recording tonight? And I said, oh, yeah, yes, we are. Yes, Give we me are. 10 minutes, and I'll be there. Yeah. Well, I'd, obviously, I'd love to go to bed as well. But uh, <laughs> yeah. what's so this talk, as we've sort of hinted at before this uh, podcast, the need for a church, it's pretty, pretty uh, blunt as to what the purpose of this talk is by Dallin H. Oaks. Uh, in other words, you need to get going back to church. I, uh, I, I, love, I love President Oaks for, for that exact reason. He is blunt and he does not sugarcoat it. Yeah. And, and I don't think he cares that, <laughs> that, that he has to be blunt. I think yeah. he's just like, I'm, I'm going to tell it like it is. This is what needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so you wanted to share a quote from this talk. Uh, yeah, for sure. There's, uh, there's actually one. He quotes Spencer W. Kimball. Mm-hmm. Goes, President Spencer W. Kimball taught that, quote, we do not go to Sabbath meetings to be entertained or even solely to be instructed. We go to worship the Lord. It is an individual responsibility. If the service is a failure to you, you have failed. No one can worship for you. You must do your own waiting upon the Lord, unquote. And it, it, uh, it's pretty blunt, pretty bold. Um, <laughs> you know, it reminded me of a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes uh, that I've shared uh, at, at church often, and I share it with people. It's, uh, it's Mary Wales, and I really don't know much about her. I should look her up and figure out more, but uh, she seems pretty awesome based off this quote. She says, Quote, when we think we didn't get anything out of a meeting, we need to reflect on why we go to church. 
The real, reality is we don't go to church to get. The Lord commanded us to go to sacrament, sacrament meeting so that we could give worship, renew our covenant to keep his commandments and support and love each other, unquote. And like, if those, if those two quotes don't hit the nail on the head as to why we go, uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> well, those that's such a great quote that you just shared as well as uh, President Kimball's quote. But I like that, you know, summary of that quote is that we don't go to church to get, we go to church to give, yeah. right? Like, and then in President Kimball's quote, he says, we go to worship the Lord. And I think we've often sort of forget why we go to church. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a social aspect. Maybe there, it's just what we do. Or maybe uh, it's expected of us in our certain family relationships or whatever that looks like. <laughs> but there's a completely different purpose when we go to church to worship the Lord. It's, there's like a reverence there. There's a, like an act of doing an act of being engaged yourself. So I, I really love that, that we're there to put some effort in. We're not there to be entertained, even though it's wonderful when we are, especially yeah, with well, like yeah. kids that are screaming uh, <laughs> and parents are trying to calm them and it's hilarious. No, but <laughs> well, I can appreciate it sitting up front and watching people. It's, it's, it's hard for myself to be the, you know, not distract children and want to play with them from the front. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, wink yeah. at them and try and make them smile and like do the things. Right. But oh, I yeah. should probably be reverent. I'm standing right behind the speaker. <laughs> it's just stop yeah. pretending to flick boogers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's, it's a really good, principle as we're attending church and i've been through uh that idea of coasting right where you're going you're coasting maybe you're not feeling spiritually uplifted while you're doing it but when i've been in those times i've not gone to church with a heart intent to worship the lord yeah and i think that's just such a deep principle oh definitely i uh i like coincidence uh you know you don't believe in coincidences at a certain point but uh this last no two sundays ago i i had to give one of my uh short notice backup talks that i prepared i have to prepare another one because i'm running low but uh, <laughs> it was on worship and there's a there's a quote or a, a paragraph i'm going to read in here that i wrote uh that i that i liked and then i'll explain it a bit after because it may sure. not make sense for most people but uh, I wrote, the two great commandments are to love God and love one another. These should be our focus. We can still do other things, but if those other things take us away from our worship of God, then we need to reevaluate re where our hearts are. Are they focused more on the Super Bowl, the latest Marvel movie, the latest COVID numbers, or what is happening in the news, in politics, Hollywood, social media, our work lives, or our cell phones? Do we care more about Jordan Peterson or Jeffrey R. Holland? the president of the United States or the president of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Do we care more about attending the next big concert or sporting event or the temple of God? Are we spending more time each week planning our next vacation or drawing closer to God through prayer and scripture study? And, and the point of that is more, are we focused on, and then those things I listed aren't inherently evil. Mm -hmm. um, you know, distraction doesn't have to be evil to be effective. 
but it's more about like how are we prioritizing our life and what are we coming to, to church for are we coming like you said earlier for our family for our social structure or are we coming because we want to worship worship god worship our, our savior you know mm-hmm. show gratitude for for the the sacrifices that he made yeah yeah no that's great that's a great you know uh comparison as to <laughs> what are we putting our time and effort into and that's what we become yeah right uh yeah so that's great yeah that's the direction uh you know like like you, it's, whatever we put our time and energy into is kind of what we become yeah yeah so you know this whole talk this whole talk by dallin h oaks uh talks about the need for church and he talks about the importance of church attendance for uh all types of religion and that's how he starts it off with uh and then he gets after going on about how it's important for everybody for you know people to attend whatever church or religion they belong to and to put emphasis on that he goes on to specifically our church and a quote that i love that he he shares uh later on in this talk he says another great advantage of the restored church is that it helps us grow spiritually growth means change in spiritual terms this means repenting and seeking to draw nearer to the lord uh and like many people who know me know that i'm a an accountant by trade <laughs> and i i believe in accountability because i think it helps us achieve things when we're accountable we usually do things with better outcomes and i like that he highlights that about going to church uh is that it does help us grow spiritually. It sort of gives us that reminder that we forget about that. Oh, I'm here for something bigger. I've come to this world to become, to go through trials and to grow. And we, I find oftentimes we forget about that, right? As a father, as uh, someone who works, whatever that looks like, or someone has a church calling or just, whatever stage in life we are in, we always have some, like, we just sort of get through sometimes, you know, you wake up in the morning, do breakfast, get the kids off to school, head off to work, get home, pick up the kids from school, run them around to whatever they're going to get supper, deal with getting the dishes done, go to bed. (laughs) And I call it floating. You're floating (laughs) through life. You're doing everything you're required to do, but you're just doing them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's such a good reminder when you take that time to go to church on Sunday, to go to worship the Lord, and then to have that reminder of, not that you're not good enough, that's not the purpose, but, oh, maybe I do want to be a better person, not to have guilt or anxiety about that, but because I want to be someone different. I want to grow. Because like you said, that word floating is you know, throughout that week, it's so busy, it's so busy, it's so busy, and you sort of lose your focus of what you're trying to accomplish in life. It's, I, to me, it's, I, I've had this conversation with many uh, friends who are not active, and, and they argue this point just before this paragraph you read, they forego church attendance and rely on their individual spirituality. Uh, and they separate themselves from the gospel essentials. And to me, it's, it's, you know, trying to do it yourself. 
you're basically denying the atonement you're refusing to allow the atonement to partake in your life and and you uh, insist on managing it yourself and and it's a lesson that some people might have to learn but mm-hmm. um i always emphasize that i you know i'm a, i'm a bishop in our small ward but i need the reminders you know i yeah. i cannot am not you know smart enough or diligent enough or whatever what have you to remind myself of all the things i need to be doing and and even when i assign somebody a talk that i'm like mm-hmm. yeah this will be good for that person they'll, they'll learn so much and you know i prayed about it and i feel good about assigning that person a talk and then they give the talk and it blows me away mm-hmm. and about something i should be doing better and it's like man if we're engaged yeah there's no limits to the growth that we can get from you know going to church and and participating and and preparing ourselves mm-hmm. we're, yeah. we're stronger together I, I i i will i will preach that to the day i die yeah and it's it's there is this weird line that we walk there right because as a church we are home-centered church supported and so you yeah. can understand when people say you know i'm I, I do this myself. I look after my own spirituality, which you should, but church supported still is part of that. Getting together yeah. with people, uplifting each other, growing together. We're, yeah, it's uh, even hanging out with good friends. It's always surprising. Like you, you can be like burned out like crazy. I'm like, oh, I don't even want to hang out with anyone today. I just want to go home and go to bed. And maybe you do, and they're good friends, and you just feel this renewed energy, this renewed focus. And I think that's what church can provide. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely, and it's um, and it's you know mostly positive uh, experiences with with one another, and and I know that like church culture can culture can factor in, and there can can be some hard things with that. But I think if we're all diligently focused on living the gospel, worshiping our savior and our, and God and our heavenly father, the way we've been asked to do, uh, keeping our covenants, keeping the commandments, I think we're closer to becoming a Zion society than we are, uh, you know, falling by the wayside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not going to be perfect. We know that yeah. because oh, yeah. we know that I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are perfect. And so sometimes going to church might feel like a waste of time, even when you put in effort. (laughs) And sometimes it might not be exactly what you want. But overall, (laughs) it will be for your good. (laughs) Yeah. To quote, uh, who is it? In general conference, he said, just be 1% better. Michael Dunn. Yeah. yeah. Be 1% better. If we're a little bit better, you know, then, then at the end of the year, we'll be significantly better. Yeah. Well, the and then you had one, I, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say you had another quote. <laughs> yeah, the second one uh, that I liked, and this I don't know where I heard it, but I'll read the quote and then we'll talk about it. But it was sure. in addition to helping, it's a little bit later in the talk. Uh, paragraph starts in addition to helping us learn spiritual qualities like love, compassion, forgiveness, and patience. Uh, this attending church gives us the opportunities to learn how to work with persons of very different backgrounds and preferences. This advantage has helped many of our members and many organizations are blessed by their participation. Latter-day Saints are renowned for their ability to lead and unite in cooperative efforts. And I heard um, one 
thing that was, I think it was, was a, was a non-member uh, was sharing with, it was like they were studying the church and they were amazed at how wards branches are broken up and they're strictly broken up by area or like, it's not like gerrymandering or broken up by, um, you know, economic factors or race or nationality or, you know, I think they're really the only breakups we have now as far as ward is, wards and branches are concerned are YSA wards and languages yeah. that, that they will have like a Spanish language ward or a, a yeah. Tagalog or something like that. Yeah. But, but the thing that was significant about this, uh, what I was reading or listening to, was that it, it, there you had doctors and dentists and lawyers working alongside farmers and um, you know the, the fellow putting himself through school yep. uh, and yet you had a you know fairly equal distribution of people who were struggling and needed needed support and the, this talk talks about that and the fast mm-hmm. offering system and how how people are, are helped and supported I think it it's significant uh, for our 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 earthly development, but also our spiritual developments to, to have a wide range of, of people to, to be around. Um, oh, for sure. And you, you bridge generations and, you know, here where we live, where there's not as many members in Canada of our church, we don't necessarily even have more than one ward sometimes. Right. So it's yeah. everyone who is in, <laughs> who is a member is part of this ward. So there's such a, lovely diversity and i know i don't know about you todd but like usually in life we end up hanging out with people that are similar to us yeah not because we are trying to we're too good for others uh but just because that's who we're drawn to and i love that service in the church all of a sudden sort of flips that on its head and says well hold on here's here's all these other people all these other diversities different lived experiences and you've got the opportunity to get to know them, to, to work with them, to serve them, to learn how to love them and grow yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a very unique thing about uh, attending any, well, our church specifically or, or generally, but also any kind of church and, and being willing to serve and, and step outside yourself and to, to serve others. Um, uh, uh, I, love, I love this last quote. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly share. President Russell M. Nelson taught this principle in a memorable way, uh, talking about um, talking about attending church. He says, uh, we cannot wish our way into the presence of God. We are to obey the laws upon which that blessing is predicated. Uh, and serving in the church, uh, keeping the, the covenants that we've made means we're going to serve one another regardless of all these other factors that, um, you know, where I may not in my social life or my work life associate with, you know, different people, a lot of people from different, different backgrounds, you know, at church and in my church service, I do. And it's been a blessing in my life. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and <laughs> it's one of those blessings that you don't realize you want or need as you, maybe bridge generations or bridge different economics and uh, societal classes. You get these blessings that you're like, Oh, I didn't even know that I was wanting that or desired that blessing. 
but I'm so much better off by interacting with this person that maybe I wouldn't have ever interacted with based upon where I'm at in my life. <clears throat> yeah. And I, uh, I love the line. It's from the Bible, but he used it early in the talk that, the, you know, our, we're knit together in love. Mm-hmm. You know, we work together, we love together and we serve together and yeah. we're made better for having known each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, moving forward with this talk is like, there's definitely been the reason that this talk was so profound to me when it came out to general conferences. I've been noticing that church attendance has been different with COVID. And even as we're coming out of the pandemic, there's still lots of families that, you know, have testimonies and such and are wonderful people, but aren't attending or haven't put the emphasis on attending church as much anymore <clears throat> yeah they've gotten out of the habit and uh, yeah and you know the whole come follow me program showing up just before year before the covid hit mm-hmm. um you know just speaks volumes to to the inspiration uh with it but you know it's been a, a concern and i'm sure every bishop and every ward and every ward council has discussed what how do we help Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the COVID hangover, people who have yeah. got out of the habit of being here. And, um, what it comes down to is that last line by President Nelson that, that we are um, we are each kind of accountable for, for, yeah. for ourselves. However, we have a ward family who, who loves us and we'll, we'll reach out and we'll just keep inviting and keep trying to make the ward stronger by, by inviting as many people and uh, supporting people as uh, members as we can. Well, then, you know, both of us, uh, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I know since I know you personally, uh, there's been times where we've been, you know, on fire with the spirit of, and have been coasters <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. And I'd sort of look at this as like, coasting right not attending churches regularly or putting the emphasis to to worship the lord on sundays and stuff and i testify that as we put in that effort that we put in that (laughs) desire to attend church to grow spiritually to grow and learn to love all these members of diverse backgrounds that we do get blessings that our lives are more full, are more rich, that we can have a greater happiness and joy just from something as simple as going to church with an intent to worship. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. And, I, and yes, I have been there. I have coasted and I have been on fire and, and, uh, and it's peaks and valleys in our lives. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge to stay on fire and it's, because life will hit you and and it's tough but uh that kind of where, where that's kind of where it brings me back to um we are stronger together and mm-hmm. we're stronger from having actively engaged members who who come to church uh, ready to worship ready to serve and ready to help the, the work move forward and uh and i i'm grateful for those who do and i'm grateful for those who uh, make the efforts to to get there and mm-hmm. uh because it's not easy because you do wear out uh yeah. you, get, you get you can busy yourself out of the gospel you can busy yourself in the gospel 
in, in the in the church so much that you're not really participating anymore you're just doing all the things it's true but um i'm, I'm grateful for the people who do uh and you know i can speak as a bishop i'm grateful for the people who 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 uh magnify their callings and do them and i don't have to worry about those positions as much but um we're stronger together that's what i can testify of and i'm grateful for this talk by uh president oaks i highly recommended it to as a elders quorum relief society lesson in our ward and and uh you know it's it's it was a good one it's something i benefited from and uh, i leave that with you in the name of jesus christ amen amen thank you for listening give us a like follow or rating wherever you consume podcasts or come find us on instagram or spiritualcrusade.com we hope you're uplifted by this general conference review Don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles, and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth and draw closer to our Savior.